you're listening to the Google Ads Podcast, brought to you by Solutions 8, the Google Ads Agency. I'm trying to think about all my SEO referral partners right now. I'm going to make so many enemies. But it's the truth. It's how I feel. I am assuming that Google is going to deprioritize AI content. And I have two very strong categories of belief here. The first one is Google saying themselves, AI content is spam. We're deprioritizing AI content. Like they've come out and said that, period, full stop. I think we should stop doing SEO, period, full stop. I know that's an unpopular opinion, especially for SEOs. And I was wrong. It's so much fun to be so wrong. And I also didn't know what implicit meant, so. I think we should stop doing SEO, period, full stop. I know that's an unpopular opinion, especially for SEOs. I'm a huge believer in organic optimization, by the way. I realize I own a Google Ads agency, but I actually think on a long enough timeline, SEO helps you more than your Google Ad campaign for a myriad of reasons. It's not an or ever, it's always an and. So you always need Google Ads and SEO. But if I were to attribute value to a tenured business, I'd probably be attributing 60% of the value to SEO versus 40% to Google Ads in a microcosm where those are the two that we're comparing. I realize that there are other channels. Here's why I preface with all of this. There's no way, there's no way we don't see the biggest algorithm change we've ever seen in the history of Google on the heels of what's happening with ChatGPT. You already kind of know this because all we see are, you know, all these educators and influencers coming up being like, look at this power page I wrote with AI. And the way that Google's been optimizing up until this point has been very content heavy. And I realize that, you know, link building, onsite optimization, usage, like all those things factor into it. But I know for a fact, because we were the number one ranked Google ads agency on the planet for a long, long, long time. I got knocked off by the way in the last, last algo update. I think I'm like, on the bottom half of the first page now. I still say we're number one though, because we're the best. I know how to do SEO. Like I've done it for a long time. We've done it really well. We've done it in really competitive niches, Google Ads included. And I have on a, a, multiple occasions hit the top half of the first page based solely on my power pages. The power page, the pillar post was the most important tool we had from an SEO perspective. And not only is that going to have to change, I think that Google is going to need to retool the way they think about how they optimize content. As a matter of fact, the search engine in general is now going to shift thematically. You know, Bing is already going to roll chat GPT into Bing search. And what's interesting about that to me is I think from a paradigm perspective, I question whether or not, I question whether or not people's comfort level with a single answer is... I don't think we're there yet. And and this might be a this might be a generational thing too. We might find people that are like 35 years and over, we're so used to seeing options, even if we get the quote unquote right answer, I think temperamentally speaking, I think that search results are still going to be really important to us. I add myself in that number by the way cuz I'm old as evidenced by the gray in my beard, which was really devastating when I started growing this out. People 35 and under might just be like, "Yeah, cool. Gotcha. Thanks ChatGPT." Who knows? All that to say, I think that search is going to be retooled entirely. And that might be on a longer timeline as Google rolls out Lambda and how it rolls out Lambda has yet to be seen. We can guess, and I, I promise you I will, because there's no harm in guessing, but Google's going to have to retool the way that it optimizes con or optimizes for content, ranks content. And, you know, for the longest time, you needed to do technical optimization, which I think was kind of a foundational task. I didn't think it required the monthly updates that most SEO agencies sold. And I have reasons to believe that too. Michael Cottam, who's the world authority in SEO, if you search for the terms SEO consultant, he's generally speaking the number one person who ranks for those search terms. He trained directly under Radden Fishkin. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant SEO. He's coached me for years 
And his very strong and bullish opinion is, you know, we do technical SEO once and then you update it as the site changes or as there's algorithm shifts, but it's not this ongoing tweak the nozzles thing. So you do technical SEO and then you build high value content and high value links and that's it, right? Like high value content and high value links. Now they lead to usage, time on site, pages per visit, those types of things that we know are... I can't say the words that we know because Google keeps trying to throw us off the set, but that we believe very strongly are at least lag indicators of ranking, potentially lead indicators of ranking. The content is shot. And because the content is shot, you think to yourself, well, I'm just going to go do a bunch of link building. No, no, no. You can't, that, that's not going to work for you either because the links that you are building are also predicated upon content. And the content generation is now going to be heavily AI driven as we're seeing. Huge content houses are leaning on these AI tools. And I think have been for some time, but I think the proliferation is about to reach a mass point that Google just can't ignore. And so if I were Google, man, I, I, you'd have to flip the entire game board. And my opinion is if I can't rely on content because it's AI generated and I can't rely on the links because the links are live on top of a foundational ecosystem that is also AI generated. And let me actually go all the way back to the presupposition here, which is important, right? We need to define our terms. I am assuming that Google is going to deprioritize AI content. And I have, I have two very strong categories of belief here. The first one is Google saying themselves, AI content is spam. We're deprioritizing AI content. Like they've come out and said that period, full stop, category one. Category two, so that would, what would you call that? That's the explicit understanding. Like Google has explicitly said, and then there's the, what's the opposite of explicit? Is it intrinsic? I'm Googling it. I didn't go to college, y'all. What's the opposite of explicit? Implicit, costing you imbecile. I'm not going to have my editor edit this out. I want everybody to see how stupid I am. The implicit category of understanding would be Google can't lean in to the tool that would, that would be its death rattle right? Like this is counter to everything that Google does. Now, if Google had its own tool, Lambda, then it could lean into that and it probably will. So my explicit category of understanding is Google's own statement saying, hey, we're going to deprioritize AI driven content for a number of reasons that to be honest with you, I don't disagree with yet. And that's probably because I'm old. What's the reason that like your grandma would just refuse to order anything on eBay? She's like, I'm not sending my money to, you know what I mean? Like, and, and she was right. She was right because like that was supposed to be a scam. I've heard Jordan Peterson say this. He's like, eBay was a miracle because the person who sent the money should have sent a bounce check and the person who sent the product never should have sent it. And yet we all kind of complied in this really amazing, truly beautiful way that gives me hope for humanity. But in the meantime, we're in this new leveling up, this new phase where the trust for AI driven content needs to be built and it needs to be built over time. And so the rate limiting step here isn't AI, it's humanity. And it's huma humanity's willingness and ability to adopt AI driven content as something that we think is truly of value. And that's two tiered, right? So you'd want to adopt it as a value just in general, like I'm actually willing to read this article, knowing that a human didn't create it, but believing that it still could teach me something. And I think that that's going to take some time. How much time is variable? We're getting so good at just adoption, maybe too good, actually, maybe we move too quick. And so and but then number two is I'm also going to trust not just that AI driven content can be valuable, generically, generally speaking, but also that the answer AI gives me is the answer. 
And so it's dual axis question. It's, you know, the X axis is, is AI content of value? Yes. And then the Y axis is AI decision making of value as it pertains to that content. And those are the questions that need to be answered in order to have a search engine, right? So like Google needs to kind of figure out how this is going to be navigated and it's going to change over time and it's going to evolve. And y'all, if, if Google got usurped, I've always said this, I've said this from the very beginning and I was wrong. This is so much fun to be so wrong. And I also didn't know what implicit meant. So this is just a whole video of how Cosm stupid. I always said that Google will maintain dominance as long as we don't have a context change. And I thought a context change, and, and what, what I meant that by that, by the way, is like, like you know, AR or VR uh, or, or a different device type even. Like Google is, is screen predicated and maybe there were, you know, who knows? Like there were the abilities to connect information in ways that weren't necessarily built off of the same infrastructure that we currently have. So I thought Google maintains preeminence for as long as we exist within the current context that is the internet. And the internet right now kind of exists, it's a separate world. So you have like the world, the physical, tangible world, and then you have like this, the binary code that lives on top of it. And Google sort of owns that upper world. Well, as those worlds meld and we end up, and I always thought that AR was way more of a threat than VR, because VR requires too much of a disassociation. AR, meaning virtual reality and augmented reality, AR to me was really exciting. Because if you could like, melt those worlds into each other. That's when you really had an integrated universe. And, and that's where I thought Google was going to get in trouble because they didn't have the system that would be necessary to, you know, to operate within the confines of three dimensions. They have billions of dollars. So they could build it out. But I thought Google lost with a change of context. And that's not what happened. Google now is being threatened with a change, with a change in, what would you call it? Is it just computing power? depth. So I thought that Google loses on the horizontal plane, like, oh, we moved from here to here. And I just was so, so convinced that there's no way Google loses on the vertical plane because they're so heavily ingrained and entrenched. But we just didn't know how deep this damn thing could go. I also thought Google would be the very first one to roll out AI, which don't write them off yet. By the way, like Lambda, I only know this from YouTube videos that I've watched, but everybody who's played deeply with Lambda and ChatGPT has said that Lambda is better. And Google's just not rolling it out because they have more to lose. As a matter of fact, I say this all the time. I don't know where I learned this saying. I wish I knew so I could properly attribute it to them. Pioneers get shot, settlers prosper. It's not good to be first. Is an almost ubiquitous truth. And so it would make a lot of sense to me. Google did this to Facebook with interspace segmentation. It would make a lot of sense to me if Google hangs back, sees what happens with ChatGPT, and then rolls out, even loses a little bit of market share. They have the market share to give up and they can regain it instantly. And then rolls out Lambda based off of whatever mistakes they see inside of the ChatGPT ecosystem. What am I saying? All this to say, search engine optimization as we know it has to change. Right? Like, here's what I'd really love is I'd love for you to challenge me. If you're an SEO or if you invest in SEO heavily, I'm trying to think about all my SEO referral partners right now. I'm going to make so many enemies. But it's the truth. It's how I feel. I don't see how right now we're all climbing a ladder that's propped up against a wall and that wall's about to vaporize. And you, you'd have a hard time convincing me otherwise. That's what I want. Hit me in the comments. If you think I'm wrong, if you disagree, if you have a compelling argument against this, I'd love to just have a chat. We could have you on the channel. We could have a conversation back and forth as to why you think SEO is still a viable approach. Because right now where I sit, it's not at all. 
And, and all the pillars of SEO have actually been something nullified. Technical SEO is going away just as CMS applications become better and better and better. You know, I mean, Shopify, when you roll it out, is basically already optimized, right? All you need is a really strong feed. And so optimization used to actually be at the code level and out to the content level. And sooner or later, AI is going to take, and when I say sooner or later, I mean, basically right now, AI is going to take care of that because technical optimization is content driven, which means AI could very easily and probably already does. I'm a little bit, if I did a quick Google search, you could use AI for SEO friendly title tags, meta tags, meta descriptions, URLs, etc. So technical SEO, take it, put it in the camp of. AI commoditizes technical SEO. AI commoditizes content creation, obviously. And then AI commoditizes link building, maybe least among those three, because link building still requires, link building is peer review. It's a vote. It's a popularity contest. You know, it's like, oh, Home Depot thinks that I'm relevant and I'm a builder of something and, and th that's relevant. And so I'm relevant because Home Depot is super relevant. So link building, I think, is still important. And, and really, this, this peer review system, the page rank, which is a pun for Larry Page, was built off of where every other search engine used content on page, Google used peer review. It was brilliant. It's brilliant. But it's still gameable. And because of the content that you're using to link within is AI generated, it's it's questionable. The degree to which I think is is yet to be determined. But some percentage greater than zero, less than 100, right? So you might say it's 10, I might say it's 50, somebody else might say it's 90, it's fine. We know that the efficacy has been diluted. So I think the only thing Google has left now is user engagement user engagement let me enunciate user engagement so google can rank pages off of user engagement so that's time on site pages per session within the page the the type of engagement the quality of that engagement now we think that google has an inability to spot bat traffic but i don't know if that's did i say bat traffic i meant bot traffic i'm having a hard time today today's a hard day y'all i need some grace and google has an inability to spot bot traffic instead of google ads and we know that because it keeps selling us all this bot traffic inside of display and performance max. So then the question becomes, does it have that same inability to spot bot traffic inside of the organic algorithm? And it wouldn't surprise me at all to find out that they actually have the tools to filter out bot traffic when it matters for them. But if they do, then user engagement becomes the most important ranking factor, period, full stop. If they don't, and AI can game that too, we're now entering a realm where... AI is doing to Google what we were afraid quantum computing would do to cryptocurrencies. You have this really sound, very structurally integrous mechanism that's just getting, it's just getting outrun. It, it's getting picked apart by things that are smaller and faster than we ever thought things could get. Smaller, faster, and stronger. So this is really interesting. And y'all, for advertisers, it's so exciting. This is the most excited you like when you have a shakeup like this that we know is coming google's already been losing market share year over year as far as like global media mix forcing them to get more competitive is going to be better for all of us me too by the way like as a google ads agency you might think like i want google to maintain preeminence that's not true because when Google becomes the only kid on the block, everybody rushes to Google, which instantly commoditizes every industry. And now we're left in this situation where there's actually really no ability to compete. It's just the people who can spend the most win. And there's this squeeze that happens to all the SMBs, which are my clients. So this is going to be really cool if Google gets shook up. I don't think this is like, I don't think this is Google getting, I, I think Google not only survives this, but I, and again, because I did drink the Kool-Aid and I do, Man, I'm just full on indoctrinated. I actually think Google turns this around and ends up and ends up with a better product than ChatGPT. But there's actually something here that can draw blood.
and draw so much blood that I'm telling you that the, the single most important thing inside of the Google sphere is the Google organic ranking algorithm. I mean, so much so I think it's more protected than every national secret in the United States or something. I, I don't know who told me that. Don't cite me there. I might have just made that up. But it wouldn't surprise me, right? Like, it's definitely under lock and key, and they're going to have to change it. All of it. They're going to have to change all of it. And prove me wrong. Like, challenge me my assumption here. There's no way that's not the case. There's no way they can't just have this little AI-driven marketing mechanism running around, billions of them now, it feels like, fully equipped to game their system and not change the rules of the game. So, to parrot the original topic of this video, stop doing SEO. Full stop. I am. I'm still going to create quality content, obviously, but it's going to be this. Like, this is where I think if you really don't know where to go, go here. Go to where, and I know that there's deep fakes and all that, and I've seen actually some really compelling deep fakes, but people can tell, you know, up until this point, at least I think they can. I hope they can. And if they can't, how do we know? I like creating content that people know is actually really human for as long as people actually want human content. And so, you know, start a YouTube channel. I did this test on Twitter where I posted an AI-driven thread and instantly got called out by a Twitter follower. And so I think that, you know, within the, the, the confines of uh, social channels and especially where video and other media is involved, I think you still have the opportunity to take the beachhead, to like carve out a little bit of space for yourself just by being willing to, you know, I just spent 20 minutes telling you why I don't think you should do SEO. Most organizations, entities don't necessarily have the time to do that, especially the big ones. So if you're small, like we're small, I have 100 employees, you know, we're small. I know that's bigger than a lot of small businesses, but that's small as far as organizations are concerned. This is where, in the meantime, I think it could be a worthy endeavor for you to spend money on content creation. Anyway, I droned on there a little bit, mispronounced some words. Um, what do y'all think of my background? Yvonne made me do this. He's my CTO. I'm going full on influencer. He actually came to my home. It was very kind of him. He bought lights and I've got little background lights and they change colors. And I've got a real camera now. So I'm trying to take this as seriously as I can because uh, I want to be nerd famous. Appreciate y'all watching. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Google Ads Podcast. For more ways to grow your business with Google Ads, you can subscribe to the Solutions 8 YouTube channel. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to work with the best Google Ads agency in the world, you can visit Solutions 8 at sol8.com. Custom here. If you're running Google Ads, even if your campaigns are successful, my years of experience have taught me that there are almost always enormous improvement opportunities. Now, what if the best Google Ads agency in the world was willing to review your Google Ads campaigns for free and provide you with a comprehensive action plan, no cost or obligation? Notice, I didn't say audit or evaluation. I said action plan, a bullet point by bullet point breakdown of exactly what needs to be done to improve your Google Ads campaigns. Yours to keep, no cost or obligation. Head over to solate.com to get a free Google Ads action plan customized for your business. No strings attached. That's S-O-L-8.com. S-O-L, the number 8.com.